I try to view that more as like a gift rather than a hindrance, right? It's like, wow, there's so much I don't know. There's so much still to learn. Like, how awesome is that? That I can keep growing and keep learning and there's more opportunities. And, you know, you've, you're, you've never reached the top. There's always like more to explore. Welcome to Design Life podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Femke. And my name's Charlie. This is going to be our last episode for 2021, which is just a little bit wild. And we thought we would spend it reflecting on our past year and the ways in which we've grown and changed as designers, things we've learned, things we've done, process things we've changed, just like a little bit of of self-reflection time, which I feel is always good to do around this time of the year. First though, fam, I mean, the listeners can't see this because this is an audio only podcast, <laughs> but you're in a new space. Tell us how the move went. Yeah, it went really well. Thank you. So I'm now in my new home in Victoria on the West Coast in British Columbia. Uh, I will report that it is raining. A lot of people warned me <laughs> about the rain and it, it's true. It's raining, <laughs> uh, but it's it's really nice. The move went really well. The pets did good. Uh, now we're just in a big empty house with no furniture so that's fun I'm currently sitting in my closet like on the floor Uh, so I'm really looking forward to getting all of our stuff from the moving company sitting at my desk and my office space but yeah I've had a busy week moving and so like I've been distracted with like side projects and things like that have not been as productive as I would have liked them to be but you know we're coming to the end of the year so it's kind of like a nice time I think to wind down a little bit anyway did you take this week off work to move no I didn't because I'm uh, oh my gosh <laughs> I'm actually in debt to well simple in terms of leave like I've taken more leave than I <laughs> because have accrued <laughs> exactly because when I joined uh pretty shortly after that we took a two-week road trip to drive to the West Coast over the summer, if you remember. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did take, like, a couple of sort of personal, quote-unquote, days. Like, on the day we actually were flying, like, I literally could not work that day. So, yeah, I've taken, like, a little bit of downtime. Um, but, yeah, I'm sort of trying to balance work and moving at the moment. Oh, my gosh, that sounds so stressful. It's okay. Oof. Yeah, ideally I would have had some more time, but it's fine. Yeah, you've managed. Yeah. How are you? I know you're uh, off to Down Under pretty soon. Yep. By the Actually, by the time this episode comes out, I think I will be leaving the next day. Um, oh. So that, yeah, is... Wow. <laughs> Man, this trip has come up so soon. And also, I feel like I've been waiting for it for the whole year almost as well. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, very excited to get there and curious to see what this hotel quarantine situation is going to be like you know um i'm going to be daily vlogging my stay in the new zealand border isolation facility i just think it'd be interesting for people to see and also it'll give me something to do <laughs> yes i i will definitely be watching these because i'm so curious as to what it's really like also before we get into it just and while we're speaking about youtube um i had a comment from someone on one of my youtube videos today saying oh, thanks, this is just the video I, I needed. And then they wrote, edit. I just realized you're the Charlie from Design Life. And so, like, <laughs> it's just wild to me to think that people know our podcast and not our YouTube channels because I always think of our YouTube channels as, like, the bigger things, you know? That's so interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. If any of you are like fans of YouTube videos about design, you should subscribe to both of our channels. We'll link them in the description. Yes. And if you're especially interested in what it's like to stay in a quarantine hotel facility in New Zealand, <laughs> that is some upcoming content on Charlie's channel. Yes. No, maybe not so design related, but I hope it'll be interesting anyway. Yes. I'm very excited. Okay. So 2021. What was it like for you overall, Fem, in terms of your career, do you think? How are you going to look back on this year? Um, How am I going to look back on this year? That's a really great question. I think I'm going to look back on it as a year of change, I guess. Yeah. Like, yep. I started off the year not getting a promotion that I was really hoping I would get. So the year kind of started off in a disappointing way. And then it was a bit of a roller coaster to sort of like eventually leaving Uber, starting a new job after four years, finding my groove and my rhythm there, trying to like figure out what my role is in a much smaller company with like a less mature design team. And so it's been a lot of change and I feel like I've I've had to be very resilient this year. Like if I had to kind of sum it up, I would say like resilience has been a key theme for me throughout the year as I've been like, riding the waves up and down, like different things coming, uh, you know, some good, some bad. So that's probably how I would summarize it. I think I would honestly say a very similar thing, even though maybe like on the outside, it, it doesn't seem like I had a year of change because I am at the same company that I've been at for like five years now. Yeah. But, you know, it was late 2020 that I started my role as creative director. And so I feel like I've spent 2021 figuring out what that means, right? To be a creative director in a tech company. It's not a common role. And I found it very hard to like find information about what other creative directors in tech do, first of all. And then it's the like, okay, well, how do I do that well? And how do I apply that to ConvertKit? There was just so many unknowns that I feel like I've spent the year trying to figure out. And also like definitely a roller coaster for me as well in terms of me actually, honestly, at times wondering if this is the right role for me because of how this role like applies to convert it means that I am doing like some marketing work as well as design side of things and that's not what I want to do like, <laughs> in my future you know I don't want to be a marketer so that's yeah it's been like a bit of an identity crisis and a challenge to like work through that and figure out how do I make the best of this role and like how do I show up to it and contribute the most value I can um yeah it's been a year of figuring things out and resilience for sure yeah and I guess like what has your approach been to figuring it out like you mentioned this role of a creative director in the context of a tech company is not a super common role that you see right so what I guess was your approach throughout the year to sort of figuring that out yeah so I started off the year I feel like doing what our leadership at ConvertKit told me the role was, that makes sense that makes yeah sense. yeah <laughs> like of course when I took this on like um our COO at the time had done a write-up of this is how like the projects type of projects we see you working on the team you're leading your metrics of success and all that and I feel like throughout the year I've found more confidence to be like actually no I think mm. this is what I should be doing and this is how my sh success should be measured and just like you know piece by piece and honestly the way I figured it out has been to like get really frustrated at times and feel like okay I don't feel right I feel really demotivated because of this thing that I'm working on maybe it's not the right thing let me write it down and like look for patterns in that to to be figuring it out 
Um, so yeah, a lot of like self-reflection happened for me, I guess, throughout the year to, to do this. Yeah, self-reflection is always like beneficial, but also sometimes difficult. At least I sometimes struggle with that, uh, going through that myself. Something else that I like think about when I reflect on the year is that I feel like my 2021 was like a fork in the road for me. Like I had a few decisions to make and it was like, which path do I want to go down? And like trying to make a decision, not just based on the like immediate benefits, but also the long term. Like I found myself trying to think more of like, okay, well, if I took this path, what would that mean? Like two years from now, rather than just like, what would it mean in the next six months? So I feel like I've been looking at things with a more sort of long-term mindset and like my career from like a higher level rather than just like the tactical now. One of the like things that happened to me at the beginning of the year, which I actually don't know if I've shared on this podcast is I was at Uber at this time and there was talk about me potentially stepping into a manager role. And I thought about it. I considered it and In doing that, I talked a lot to other managers at Uber to like try and understand their experience and like, you know, get some career advice, essentially. And one of the managers who I really respect and looked up to was sort of advising me that like, you know, if you take this role, you should take it with the expectation that you're really going to do it for like at least two years, right? Like coming in as a new manager, taking on a new role is a lot of responsibility and you don't want to like take that and then leave like within six to 12 months. It's not fair on the team. It's not good for you and your growth and development. So I was already at that time thinking about maybe my time at Uber was coming to an end, right? This was like my fourth year in. And so I really had to think long and hard about, is this something I want to do? Do I want to do this now? Do I want to save this for later? What does this mean for me, like, in the next 12, 24 months? And yeah, I eventually turned it down and I decided to sort of stay as a IC, individual contributor. And yeah, sometimes I think about like, man, what if I'd said yes? Like, I could be in a very different place right now. And so, yeah, I feel like for me, there was a lot of forks in the road where I kind of had to make a decision that could affect, like, my career more long-term. Yeah, totally. Those are definitely the things that I think you're going to look back on about this year. Yep. <laughs> How did you make those decisions? What was your process? Did you write them down? Did you spend a lot of time talking to your partner about it? Like, how did you come to these decisions? Yeah, so one of the things I did, as already mentioned, is like I talked to other other people, right? So I went to other managers at Uber and like tried to get advice from them. Um, I also talked to a couple of like friends who had sort of gone through similar experiences and what it's like for them. Um, And yeah, of course, talking to Owen, my partner and trying to figure out like, what should I do? What's the right thing to do? Um, And I guess some self-reflection, like, like we already mentioned, just sort of thinking about what I wanted and where I wanted my career to go and what I wanted my next step to look like. Um, but yeah, it was it was difficult for sure because I feel like one of my career goals is to move into management. Like I do want to become a manager at some point. And so I think I was a bit thrown off because I got the opportunity earlier than I expected. So it was like kind of a surprise at the time. And I was not yet a senior designer either at this stage. And so I was also trying to weigh like, well, 
you know, maybe it's too soon. Like I should spend some more time as an IC, get the senior role, like spend more time developing my craft before switching to management. So yeah, there was a lot of like those moments too, where I was trying to figure out like, is, is the timing right? Is, is this right for me right now? And you have to trust too that opportunities are going to come in the future, right? Like that wasn't your one and only chance to be a manager. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely won't be. I promise you this. It, there will be chances for you in the future and that. Yeah. And yeah, you made the choice to continue honing your craft now in a different environment. Personally, I think that was a great choice. Well, thank like, you. I think that was super smart. And I do know that you will get that management opportunity in the future. And you'll be able to better serve your team because you've had like, I don't know, more real world experience to pull from, you know, totally in different teams in different areas. Yeah. Different companies. I was definitely like afraid of the imposter syndrome that I knew I was going to feel as soon as I would say yes. Like, I think there's always I've, I've talked to other managers and there's always that like, you know, sometimes they're managing someone who's either on the same level or actually above them in times right or you're managing someone who's got like more years of experience than you and I think that's just like natural that's part of being a manager Uh, but I felt like I was going to feel that in like all cases like everywhere because I haven't spent as much time in my craft and hadn't yet made that leap to a senior role so yeah I don't know when I think back on 2021 I'm like wow I had a lot of opportunities like I, I had a lot of decisions to make I had a lot of paths that I could choose between and I'm pretty happy with the paths that I chose and I, I'm pretty excited for what's next. But yeah, a lot of a lot of choices this year. Yeah, a lot of choices, a lot of growing too, you know, as you started in a new job. And definitely, I would say this has been my year of the biggest, biggest year of growth for mm. a long time. I feel like I was very comfortable in my previous <laughs> role at ConvertKit. I knew exactly what to do and how to do it well, you know, and I think if you look back on episodes that we recorded in 2019 and early 2020, there was a lot of me talking about like, oh, I'm ready to be pushed yes, more. And, yes, a lot. You know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so that's what I've reminded myself of this year as I've dealt with some of the more difficult things that come along with being a manager. Yeah. You know, I'm like, look, buddy. You asked for this. You asked yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was asking for this, yeah. Exactly. And I, I'm proud of myself for getting through them because it has been hard. But I think in, in going through them and finding them hard, but coming out the other side and being like, okay, I did it. Like, what's next? It sh- I think that showed me that management in general was a good idea for me because that was something I was questioning as well earlier on this year, honestly. But yeah, I feel, yeah, I'm just proud of, of that growth that I've been able to have. At this level of my career, you know, it, it feels strange to be back in the that high growth mode mm-hmm. that you normally have when you're just getting started with something and there's so much to learn and you're like a sponge soaking it all in. Yeah. That's how I felt with a lot of management stuff this year. That's really exciting. Are there any like skills or like things you've learned in this year that sort of come to mind that like, you know, you, you didn't necessarily need to have as a skill before or like something that you've learned yeah I feel like the 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 first one that comes to mind is to do with giving feedback so obviously as designers we are well versed in giving design feedback you know but now I'm in a role where I am writing performance reviews and it is my job to give feedback to my reports on their performance how they're doing and sometimes it's like critical feedback you know of things that need to be worked on 
And I've found that so much harder than giving design feedback because it, it feels more personal. I mean, it is still about the work, but it's feedback about the way that a person is doing the work, I suppose. Whereas, you know, with design feedback, we constantly preach like, don't take it personally. It's about the work. It's not about you. Right. Now it's the opposite. It's like, it is about you. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's about, it's about your behaviors and the way you're approaching your work. And that, that's been hard to, for me to, because I'm such like a <laughs> empathetic person that I, I've realized this year that if I don't give someone the critical feedback that, you know, they need to hear in order to, to improve, then I am hindering their improvement, you know, like I'm hindering their performance. So I've got to get past that. It's not being kind to like not give the feedback. Um, so yeah, learning that was, was a tough one for me and learning how to word feedback in a way that someone will best receive it and will be able to best understand it and like take it on and feel encouraged by it as well, instead of feeling discouraged by hearing it. Yeah. How are you like, learning this are you sort of like learning by doing like sort of trying different things seeing what works or kind of kind of well I, I have um a really good crew of fellow managers at ConvertKit who I can turn to like not just my manager our VP of growth but also you know peers in management our director of operations as well is fantastic and so I've had a lot of conversations with them where I'm like okay help me figure this out like how do I best communicate this and just learning from how they do things has been great Reading books and things as well. Um, I think it's Julie Julie Zhu. Yeah, Making of a Manager. Yep, Making of a Manager was a great book um, that I really enjoyed this year. Learned a lot from that. But yeah, a lot of it honestly is just doing it and then getting off the Zoom call from the conversation and being, okay, I, c I could have handled that better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I feel like what I'm looking forward to next year is like applying different techniques like more intentionally with regards to my growth I feel like so far I've relied a lot on like uber really to like teach me and show me the way and tell me what to do and like I've been on a really mature design team with some very very talented designers that have like decades of experience at places like google and apple and so suddenly that was like removed from me when I joined Wealthsimple and now I'm like one of the senior design like one of the most senior people there on the design team and so I am looking forward to like kind of looking externally for some more kind of I wouldn't say mentorship but like guidance on how to grow and like how to bring that back to the team because I'm I'm not finding that opportunity internally as much as at Uber. So I actually, I don't know if you've heard about on deck design. Uh, it's like this like um, program, it's annual like uh, subscription and they have a lot of like workshops and design talks from different leaders and things like that. And I decided to invest in that for 2022 because nice. I wanted like somewhere that I could go to get some like growth guidance and like learn different techniques and processes and things that other teams are doing at other companies to then like bring back and take to Wellsimple because that's also one of the cool things about Wellsimple is because it is a bit less mature than Uber was there is more opportunity to have influence and like to bring new ideas and and ways of working to the team and like I feel like I've been trying to do that on my own but 
and and missing that the more inspiration and guidance and learning from other teams so yeah I'm excited to like do that for next year because I found in the sort of five months that I've been at Well Simple I've like felt a bit lost in like suddenly I'm in a place where I'm expected to like propose a process and I'm like oh wait so there there is no process like and and I can come up with something on my own like what I've done and what's worked well for me but it's not really backed in any with any kind of like you know good rationale it's like oh well this is just what I'm used to so yeah I I'm looking forward to that for next year because I feel like that's been a growth gap for me a little bit in the last five months is like adapting to this new environment there's no process like I'm sort of seen as one of the senior folks on the team to contribute to that so yeah looking for more external inspiration I guess that's definitely an area of resilience I think you know to go back to that word Mm. for designers as well to to exist as a designer in a smaller company you have to be (laughs) resilient and flexible and you know open to there not being a clear process and to things being a little chaotic at times Yeah, it's just the reality. I'm thinking of this week. Um, I was too busy to put together like the finishing touches on this page we needed to build that um, a previous designer had designed. And so Corey, our developer, just took it and started building it and was like, I'll figure out the assets along the way. And Amazing. <laughs> it, was a compl- it was a messy AF process, yeah. but like we made it happen and the page shipped. And that was, it's just like a small company thing where that has to happen sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like not ideal, but you got to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not used to that. So for me, this is a yeah, challenge, exactly. right? Where yeah. I'm like yep. trying to deal with this ambiguity and like not have this perfect design process. Uh, mm-hmm. That's definitely been a challenge for me. And yeah, like I said, I'm just looking forward to like building my toolbox a little bit with some more tools and techniques and things I can use to improve that part of the process. Yep. And I do think that hearing from other like people at other companies is going to be a huge help because that's where, aside from like the other managers of my company and, you know, reading books and things, my own series inside marketing yeah. design has been where a lot of my growth came from this year in terms of like mindset shifts or ways to approach um, the systems, the org structure, that sort of thing. Um, we've made a change to the org structure slightly at ConvertKit based on me being inspired by the episodes. Corey is now part of my team, the brand design team, because I was learning about how these other teams, like it just seems to be a pattern that they're more successful when it's a small team and the designers and the developers are closer together. So I was like, please, can we have them on the same team? And that was a change that I advocated for and like we made happen. There's also things like thinking of the marketing website as a product. I learned about like first started thinking about this from hearing in a few episodes um some really good thinking about systems and the end-to-end branding approach that Dropbox takes where they're thinking about brand like outside on their own platforms also in the app all of these things is stuff that I'm now like bringing into my work at ConvertKit from hearing about how these other successful companies are doing it and so yeah I mean I like, I like when we find people who are happy to talk about that stuff because it could be like a company secret, like let's just keep it to ourselves. Uh, yeah. But sharing it really, really, really does help people, right? And I know you're going to get a lot of learning like that from this on deck program. Totally. How does that compare for you compared to last year when you did Inside Marketing, but you weren't in like a leadership position? Like, do you feel like now you have more ability and influence to actually make these changes? 
Yeah, I felt like honestly that a lot of the things that my guests were talking about were maybe more relevant to me than last year. I also think I talked to more of the like team leads this this year than compared to last year. Um, just off the top of my head as I'm thinking about it. Whereas last year it was more about, um, I, yeah, I guess I'm trying to talk to my peers in the industry, right? And so previously it was more people in their marketing design role. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so... Definitely, I think I got new takeaways and maybe I could even listen to my own season one <laughs> and get different takeaways from that as well. <laughs> yeah, totally. Man, it sounds like we've both had a like very big year of growth despite having very different like paths. Like, Yeah, or like reasons for the growth. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but this is part of being a designer, right? Like I feel like the learning never stops and there's always so much more to learn. And I worry sometimes that that feeling contributes to this like imposter syndrome that a lot of designers feel. Um, but I, I try to view that more as like a gift rather than a hindrance, right? It's like, wow, there's so much I don't know. There's so much still to learn. Like how awesome is that? That I can keep growing and keep learning and there's more opportunities. And you know, you've, you're, you've never reached the top. There's always like more to explore. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share that perspective because I feel like since I shifted my mindset to that, that's really helped me grow more as a designer and kind of let go of those imposter feelings. Yeah, and that's what you need, right? Especially as you start a new company. Like I'm sure there's a lot of things that was, you know, causing imposter syndrome with that. But it's like those things you got to embrace because otherwise you're just going to stay in the comfortable spot forever and then you won't you won't be growing and yeah change yeah I really I really like your like year of growth because I think it's a good example and a good reminder to folks that like you don't have to switch companies or you don't have to get a promotion or you don't have to you know like level up necessarily to experience growth right like you can experience growth like in your current role um So yeah, I just wanted to share that too, because I feel like sometimes we kind of conflate growth and like promotions and and leveling up and moving up the ladder together. But there's so much still to grow, like with where you're at right now, which I think sounds like that's what this year has been for you. Yeah. And next year, I think will be the same. Like, I, I feel like if 2021 had ended maybe like two months ago, it would have ended on a real low note for me. And that wouldn't, I would have felt like discouraged and a bit defeated and like not excited about my work and life. And I don't know, just that, that was the mode I was in a couple of months ago, but I feel like I've rounded a corner (laughs) where now I'm like, I am digging into some of the system stuff at work, which I'm finding so fun. And like, I don't know, introducing new ways for us to think about our brand and that sort of thing. And I feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing, you know? And I am really excited that there's going to be a new designer joining my team in January. Cool. Super excited to have him join. Um, and I feel like that's going to unlock even more, like, uh, well, capacity for me, for sure. But also, yeah, just having having that partner in design again will be really great. I've got all this momentum, like, flowing into 2022, and I hope that it keeps up because I'm kind of enjoying feeling feeling like that after, you know, 
after a time of feeling discouraged, it's nice to have that motivation. Yeah, that is really, really good. Yeah, I'm going to be joining a new team in January internally. So that's exciting. Yeah. Tell tell us more about that. Uh, it is a like literally a new team. So a new team forming internally. And we just had like a meet and greet, like whatever little like kickoff last week to sort of get to know each other a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be working on more like platform level stuff and like overseeing the end-to-end experience of the product so I'm excited I'm going to be working with the we have one staff designer in, on our team and I'm going to be working directly with her which I'm really excited about so hopefully cool, that'd be great for your growth. exactly yeah. some more like internal growth and mentorship there um, yeah so it's like one of the the team is like one of the like big sort of investments and like bets from the leadership level for next year so I think I'm going to be joining a pretty like high stakes high impact team which I'm very excited about uh so yeah good things coming that's awesome Mm -hmm. and the other people on your team did you know them previously and like they've moved from other teams as well or is it all pretty new I don't know most of them. I know the other designers because we're like all in the design team. But other than that, no, it's pretty much like folks that I am not familiar with. So, yeah, it's going to be like forming new relationships. And I think the cool part also about this team, like there's already been some conversations of like, how do we want to work? Like, what do we want our process to be? Like, we have a blank slate here as a like new group of people to figure out how we want to work. So that's exciting also what you just said then reminded me that also what I'm bringing into 2022 is this like fresh start mentality. Mm. So we've just had Corey join the brand team, right? And we're going to be having new designer join in January. And that's like, I mean, currently we're a team of four, so we'll be becoming a team of six. That's That's like 50% extra. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is that math? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels like a good opportunity to like do a reset and think about, okay, here's how we show up and work together. And so, yeah, I've been making a few process changes and I have been working with a leadership coach from design department. Oh, great. Just had a few sessions so far, but um, she's been giving me loads of like advice for how to like, yeah, I don't know, instill this in the team a sense of like teamwork and culture and yeah excited to keep working with her on that and be applying that to the team because I feel like that's another area area of improvement for me and yeah we've got new people joining so why not like use the opportunity as a fresh start totally yeah I love how we're both like investing in this like external kind of growth like training almost right yeah for me as something I'm, I'm ready for in this next like phase of my career. Like I'm looking for that guidance uh, rather than investing more in like my craft and like pixel pushing, like more now shifting, pivoting a little bit to like the people skills, the process, the working like relationships, stakeholder alignment, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to invest more in that. Is that something that your work is paying for? Like do you have an education budget to pay for it? Or was that a personal investment you made? We do have an education budget, but it does not cover the full cost of this program. Yes. (laughs) Unfortunately. Uh, So it's covering like less than 50% of it. So like most most of it I'm uh, investing on my own dollar. Yep. Good on you. Yep. I think that'll be worth it. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be good. Yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. And I hope that maybe this episode has encouraged anyone else if you've been thinking about investing in yourself for the coming year if there's like I don't know a way that you feel like you want to develop your skills and grow and 
you've found a program or a course or a coach that can help you do it, take the chance on yourself. You know, it is an investment in you and your own career. Maybe your company will cover it. Maybe it's something you invest in for yourself. But yeah, I think I think it's worth it to to spend money on yourself and improving your growth and things like that. Yeah, always worth investing in yourself. I think this is going to be our last episode for 2021. So to all of our listeners, thanks so much for sticking with us through this year. And we wish you all very happy holidays and a happy new year. And Charlie, where can people go if they want to catch up on the episodes that they missed earlier this year? Head to designlife.fm. And I also want to say a big thank you to all the people who shared screenshots of Design Life in their Spotify wrap. Oh, yeah. That was just so fun to see because Spotify wrapped is something I look forward to every year. Honestly, I think it's the only reason I continue to use Spotify at this point. Um, I like we pay for Apple Music through a family plan. I could use that, but yet here I am because I want to see that wrap. So loyal. And just, yeah, it meant a lot to see Design Life screenshotted in that. So, yes, you can find us on Spotify also on apple podcasts and all of the other places and uh, we appreciate you definitely all right we'll catch up next year have a good holiday break and see you next year bye bye